everyone and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joining me is my co-host from the wild, wild west. Tara's here. <laughs> Greetings, citizens. <laughs> it's the best Arnold I can do. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I could do much better, so I can't really criticize it too much. But yeah, uh, we're here because we do sci-fi sci movies every week. We, we watch a sci-fi movie, we get together, we talk about it. Uh, anything between an hour and two hours. If this one is probably going to be closer to two hours. Uh, this is the the fifth in the Terminator franchise on her, our little sci-fi movie podcast. We started doing the Terminator franchise about three months ago, maybe four. And because there was a new one coming out, Terminator Dark Fate is hitting later this very month. And because of that, we started working through them. We did Terminator, which is a masterpiece. We did Terminator 2, which is basically also a masterpiece. We had Terminator 3, which was worse than we both remembered. We did Terminator so, so much worse than I remembered. <laughs> we did Terminator Salvation, which was better than Terminator Three, but didn't really move up either in terms of its stance, mm. if that makes sense. Which leads us to Terminator Genesis from 2015, which came six years after Salvation. And this is the film where they definitely ignore uh, all the sequels apart from one and two. In fact, hell, they debatably they even ignore two in a lot of ways um but we can get into that when we get into the meat of the, the meat of the film um so i think they also ignore one <laughs> well they acknowledge one until they completely break it and say okay now it's not happening anymore <laughs> which and, do, do you know what the sad part is the sad part is, is that i remember when this was like in the news and it was like Oh, Alan Taylor, who did some Game of Thrones, is going to direct it, and I was okay, Thor 2 wasn't great, but I didn't necessarily blame the director for that, right? It was kind of a, a rushed mm -hmm. script and, and whatnot, and it was like... I thought Thor 2 was pretty good for the script that it had. It looked okay, visually, sure. Mm -hmm. um, for the, Yeah, for the script that it had, sure. Um, but I, like, I was like... I wasn't really sold on it. Obviously, Jai Courtney was a bit of a warning sign. Uh, I'd seen a little Game of Thrones, but I didn't really have... Why is that? Why is Jai Courtney a warning sign? Uh, it's called A Good Day to Die Hard, which is the fifth Die Hard movie. That. Yeah, he is absolutely horrendous in that. He is... What I would refer to is a vacuum of charisma. He he sucks all the charisma out of the room and just leaves you with this plain dead scene where you're just praying. You're praying... For okay, so you have something you have something to base that on because I really don't like. I know Hollywood was trying to push him as his leading actor, but mm -hmm. I never saw that Die Hard film, and I never saw the TV show he was in. So I don't really, I don't really understand the Jai Courtney like bandwagon of just hating everything he touches. But <laughs> I think he's a fine actor. Mm, I don't know. We'll get into it. Yeah, I don't know if I can if I can get on board with the fine actor statement. Uh, yeah, he's so he's terrible. I so I was worried about that, but I mean, I'd only seen him in Terminator Five, maybe with a better director, maybe with a better script. Who knows? Maybe maybe they could pull something out with him. Oh, he's not a good calories. No, 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 no. Um, so, but the, the one not to spoil that, but like. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, I mean, I don't, it's not a spoiler to say he's calories. Oh, you're saying it's a spoiler to say you don't like him already? <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. But I, uh, the one, the one thing that I was interested in getting this movie, the one thing I was hoping for, and for the record, we are starting spoiler free. 
mm-hmm. and we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers as we always do so do not worry about that if you happen to care and you've not seen this yet uh, and if you haven't seen this yet then i i envy you <laughs> i envy you so much yeah you're the one who said let's do all the terminator films before dark fate <laughs> <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment, what can I say? I knew it'd make a good episode, alright? I, I knew when I get into this it was going to be worth talking about. Just like a little self-flagellation. Ugh, I hate myself. I hate Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I just got an image of myself in my head that I don't like. I'm not I'm not happy with that image, Tara. What are you doing? <laughs> you got me whipping my own back. What? <laughs> That's what watching Terminator Genesis feels like. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing I was kind of hoping for getting out of this movie was I'd heard that it was going to be playing with the timeline, and they they referred to it as Back to the Future Part Two style, and I thought, oh, oh, that's kind of interesting. Mm. That's something different we've not done in Terminator because uh, the last film, of course, completely did away with the time travel. And while um, I don't necessarily think that all Terminator movies need time travel, it is kind of interesting to go into this one and say, hey, why don't we really play with the time travel? Why don't we really make that the focus of the film? Okay, I can get on board with that. I can get into that and have fun fun with that stuff. And, uh, and it, obviously, I, I think on the path to the release, I don't remember exactly what I thought of the first trailer. Um, I think I was just kind of hopeful and it was okay or it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a complete red flag. But it was the second, it was the final big trailer they put out, which revealed the John Connor stuff, where my my expectations for this movie plummeted into the ocean mm-hmm. and to, to a depth of which I have never imagined where I went. This is, like, I knew going into this movie it was already worse than the last two because of that trailer. Yeah, I, I knew I hated the trailer just because it spoiled so much and... I don't want to say what yet, but yeah, like... Yeah, because this is the thing. Why would sp- you do that, trailer? <laughs> it, it is a total spoiler. So we will save it for the spoiler section, but I will say the spoiler that it does have was like, I hate this. I hate this concept. Why are you doing this? This is just shock value right. nonsense. Like it, does, it does nothing. It makes you go, oh, so they're doing that and I don't understand why they would choose to do that. And then why... If they're, if they're showing well, this major spoiler with one of the main characters that we know... Like who? Who is this for? Like, why are they? It's gonna piss off fans who don't see John Connor that way, and they're gonna piss off non-fans who are like, who, who just don't want to know big plot points of films before they see the movie. <laughs> Tara, I have sent you the official main poster for Terminator Genesis, and I want you to look at what's on the poster. <laughs> probably gonna freeze my camera okay that's okay because it's not just in the trailer they had this on the key art they had this on the main poster uh that what they were doing uh, which is baffling to me it's absolutely baffling uh so needless to say it's quite clear how i feel about this movie and watching it again did not improve my opinion watching it again just felt like i went back to vietnam or i i (laughs) I don't even know what else to else to say about it. Tara, how did you feel watching Terminator Genesis again? I mean, it's boring. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's very disappointing. It's confusing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like this movie very much. 
I'd, I'd say it's probably on par with the third film on how I feel about it. On par. I'm just, I'm happy you didn't say it's, because I was, I was really worried that you were going to get to a butt there and say, but it's not as bad as the third one. I, I was concerned. For a second, my heart no, was No, I think they're about on par. Like, the third one is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting what it does to the Terminator. And... I, don't think, I don't think this one fares much better in that regard. And I think the comedy we didn't like in three, there's maybe not as much of it's it in back. this one, but it is back. It's there. Like, you know yeah. that scene from Terminator 2, uh, the extended version where he tries to smile? You know that scene? I hope you like that scene because they, they do it three times in this movie for no reason. Mm-hmm. Nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, get... I think the casting is poor in the film. Like, oh, really, really poor. It's terrible. For everybody except for Arnold. Everyone. And... And, I mean, Arnold, like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think his role in this may actually be even worse than three and not not because i mean obviously he has, he has more worse comedy he has you know more like comedy moments in three that are really cringe while they don't get me wrong but i feel like the plot in this is so convoluted just to justify why we have an old terminator like the entire thing feels like it was written just like how can we justify that arnold's like pushing 70 <laughs> this is how yeah we do this but have a young Sarah Connor again. But have a young Sarah Connor. The, the hot young actress from Game of Thrones who, I mean, maybe she's better in that show, but she's horrible in this movie. She she is... I think she's fine for what she's given, but I... It, I don't... I was thinking about this the whole time I was watching it, and I, I'm not body shaming her. Whoa, here we go. Here we go. Oh. But she's soft. She looks so soft and she's so tiny. Like, there's no presence that Sarah Connor should have. Like, I think you can recast Sarah Connor, but she should be a badass. And Amelia Clark is like this this little (laughs) soft woman (laughs) who's supposed to be this badass. And I don't buy it. And she has the worst, like, dialogue written for her where she's kind of plucky and that's not what sarah connor is yeah the the personalities (laughs) and the relationship between sarah and kyle are so far removed from what any of their relationship was originally it is insane Mm -hmm. and like they have this weird like like almost romantic comedy fighting constantly where they're constantly bantering with each other and like sort of like biting each other i'm like yeah it doesn't doesn't work this was never Um, a thing i will i have watched game of thrones i love game of thrones and i think she's phenomenal in game of thrones like her she was born to play that role uh she's not born to play sarah Connor. and i'm sure she would be fine in other films too i haven't seen her in anything else yet (laughs) yeah and they even uh do do uh they even do a joke about her height as well at one point there's like a point where they really emphasize how small she is and I'm like, not that Sarah Connor has to be like super tall or anything like that. I mean, like, I mean, household. She one. has no presence, you know. She she looks oh. like you can just pink like flicker yeah. away. Neither of them do. <laughs> I, I, I think Jay Courtney is lacking character and presence as well. Like, I mean, yeah, he's he's in good shape. Like he's big. He doesn't look like he comes from the same world that no. Kyle Reese does if in I, the first one. If anything, not at all. Like if, if anything, like, somehow the future there's a lot of access to protein shakes. Yeah, well, he's a giant. That was the joke I was about to make, is that, like, if anything, he is far too big. Like, like Kyle Reese in the, the, the original Terminator, he looks kind of believable in that, like, 
Because like, we, we may believe it. It looks that they, like he survives. Yeah. That's we're, what it looks like. Like he's barely surviving. We're meant to believe that in the future that they're struggling and, and like food's not like something they have like a, like an unlimited supply of, right? That they're rationing because mm-hmm. they're living underground. They have to eat rat and do whatever else. I don't know what they're doing. Like, and Kyle, I mean, arguably Kyle in the original movie, Michael Bean was in too good shape as well, but he was much more normal looking. He was like wiry and like spastic yeah. and like neurotic, you know, and he, he looks like he came from a world where he was barely surviving still. Yeah. And, he, and the only reason he has survived is because he's he is paranoid all the time. And he, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. It's impossible not to compare the performances of the actors in this movie to the original Terminator, because not only are they playing those characters, they recreate some of the early scenes from the original Terminator. And it is baffling to me how, despite the fact that some of these are shot for shot, right? Some of them are literally shot for shot for those scenes, and yet they feel wrong. They feel off. Like they just don't. Well, first of well. all, there's no Bill Paxton. Oh yeah, the Should guy, we... the guy who was doing Bill Paxton's part was terrible. He's <laughs> <laughs> a few cans also, shot of a six pack. It looks like a TV movie. It does. It no, it does. The... Which is sort of what the third movie looked like too. It just reminds me of that there's, there's no style and as a tv director in this case it's worth mentioning um but like but the funny thing is of course is that game of thrones typically does not look like a, a typical tv show but no, game of thrones looks like an epic film that's just been divided into 10 parts every season <laughs> but like the movie has no personality it looks like crud even though it's trying here's how i've described terminator genesis if i was to sum it up right it's kind of the opposite problems of salvation where this movie, unlike Salvation, is actually obsessed with details of the first movie and the second movie and, like, recreating moments. But the problem is, is that it is essentially a two-hour fan film with no skill behind the camera, right? Because it's obsessed with recreating moments. It's obsessed with recreating those scenes from one. And even though it doesn't do scenes from two exactly, there's a T-1000 running around. And they do a lot of the T-1000 beats. They do a lot of, like, here's stuff that mm-hmm. happened in Terminator 2. And even the guy they cast, which don't get me wrong, I actually think the casting for the T-1000 was good because he looked like a sleek, kind of Robert Patrick-esque Yeah, kind of I liked shape. him a lot, too. He, he was, was like a Korean guy or something. But he looked really cool, and I thought he fit the part well. Yeah, he worked. He worked. Um, but we didn't really get him for very long. Now, I mean, there's actually one idea that I like in the first chunk of this movie, and it is like it's such a slither of something to latch onto. But I do kind of like the idea of a Terminator movie where people are prepared, and in this case, the idea that no, 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 we're prepared for a T1000. We've thought about how to beat one, and we've actually set traps and stuff. Like I, I kind of like the proactive nature of that, even though we don't, we don't get to see them set it up. But this idea that I don't you don't like that at all. I don't. No, I don't like when your big baddie gets neutered for your movie and i know the idea is like we do this so that we can introduce a new baddie and you can see how you know stronger much stronger they are but i don't like it like i don't like no, don't get me, don't... i don't like the uh, spinosaurus beating the t-rex in the third jurassic park <laughs> film because i wanted to see the t-rex as a badass sure 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 <laughs> now don't get me wrong i don't necessarily like the context that it's in, in this movie i don't like that it's sarah connor in 1984 like that's weird but like if this was a movie set in the future or this was like you know a post t2 john connor who was experienced, and it was like, no, this is how experienced he is with dealing with a T-1000. He knows the sort of thing that can beat one, and that he's set traps. Mm-hmm. And it shows that he's this good now, that he can take out a T-1000, not easily, but like, like he can lure one in, and he can defeat one, right? 
I'd be okay with that because it would be like, okay, it'd show how much he's learned. It'd show how good he is now. Um, and, you know, like, I just, I like the idea of movies showing like how progressed characters have become. So even though mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily make sense for the characters in this movie, at least in the context of progression of going through the franchise, it's like, okay, we can deal with a T-1000 to a certain degree now because we can like, sort of think ahead. And, th- and even the idea of dealing with a Terminator, the idea that Arnold's there to show up when the first one pops up. And that's, none of this is spoiler stuff because this is all in the trailer. I mean, the middle is supposed to be spoiler we're saving but like you know we have like because even arnold in 1984 who's like the one who's like the main character who's going to you know still be around in the present day stuff like even he still has cg in his face to de-age him because he's not meant to be as old yet he's meant to be like older mm-hmm. than t1 arnold but not as old as present day arnold i thought that cg looked pretty good he it, it stuck out a couple of times i thought the actual 1984 like arrival like t1 arnold i thought he looked mm-hmm. noticeably worse than the salvation version of him um, I thought so too. I I I think Salvation used less CG and more like just a, a body double for a face. as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, because in this, then, the entire body, I'm pretty that this the entire body in this, I'm pretty sure was CG at points. He was even like he was fighting with like the other Arnold, and he was like, mm-hmm. like the movement just looked wrong. It looked kind of fake and like you know animated and it just yeah. it felt rough the entire time. It, it looked bad. Uh, I, I think the effects from salvation just in general hold up better than this i think you know even early on in the future war yeah. stuff where we see the the, the the skeletons going around like some of it looks good but some of it did look a bit more cg i was like oh I, i'm that's kind of sticking out as a little bit more fake looking than than salvation was and i wonder if it's just a case of this had a lower budget you know still big budget but not as big as as salvation might have really? had um, i'm just mm-hmm. guessing just maybe. based on the effects uh maybe it's just because this had more yeah, even though the last one was in a desert but like because it was like all these like sets and stuff to maybe get away with a lot more. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I have to assume that it lost money because oh, I know yeah. it was like critically panned and stuff. And But wasn't this supposed to be the start of a trilogy just like the last two? Yep. Yep. Um, but, but well, I don't think three was meant to be the start of a trilogy, but uh, Salvation and this one definitely were. And finally enough, so is Dark Fate. So if Dark Fate fails, we'll have a trilogy of films that were supposed to start trilogies. <laughs> <laughs> which i think's really funny actually uh i'm on my way to box office mojo to corroborate uh your queries about the the, the success and budget but um I, I like yeah you know i'm excited to go through some of this stuff and like kind of talk about all the things that i think it gets wrong <laughs> as we go but in terms of the overall stuff i think the other thing we have to mention because we mentioned we mentioned amelia clark we talked about her let's talk about jay courtney a little bit as kyle reese um he is just such a normal sort of like boring bro that he is like so like like he he yeah it does seem like they just picked him up out of the gym he he offends me in this movie like see 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 watching this movie and see him redo scenes that michael bean did in the original and michael bean had this intensity he had this like like you say like you said wiry in in terms of his body but he was also kind of wired like he because he was so on edge yeah like frantic like he's paranoid he's he he grew up in a time where anything could kill him at any point so he should be like wiry in personality and like sketchy and uh i don't know like i i buy michael bean as somebody from that kind of time jai corny like i said looks like they just picked him up at the gym in 2008 or whatever 2009 yeah when did this movie come out 2015 2015 yes (laughs) yeah uh that time so 
I'm just looking here. So interestingly, yeah, the budget's lower. The budget went from 200 million in Salvation to 155 Ooh. on Genesis. So it's still, it's still a huge budget, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of money, but... Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize Salvation was 200 million. That's a lot of money. I know. Um, interestingly, Genesis actually made more worldwide than Salvation did, but that was largely due to the, the foreign market in China because the domestic yeah. is not even 100 million, whereas Salvation did straight past 100 million. Uh, so Salvation made 371 worldwide, and uh, Genesis made 440. So I, I guess... It, Joe's, I know. Do what's weird about that, though, is that I feel like that's why it keeps coming back, is because they're not doing well enough to get direct sequels, but they're doing just enough that it's like, there's, there's potential. <laughs> there's potential for this Terminator franchise. We know people want a good Terminator. How do we make one? How do we, how do we provide it? <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, Jai Courtney... Come on, like, Deadpool director. And then, then you have the problem of Jai Courtney and uh, Amelia Clark having zero chemistry which is such a problem in this. Uh, they have nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's also the situation that they're in, right? Like, he's been sent there to protect her, but she already has a protector now in this film. So there's nothing for her to, like... Like, they have chemistry and they fall in love because of the events of the first film, which don't happen anymore. So now it's like this, oh, we're supposed to Ooh, have sex that... and create John Connor, but... <laughs> I mean, that's true, but, like, those actors in the first movie still have chemistry from the first minute they meet. You know, for, when they're in that car and he's explaining things to her, there is, like, there's, yeah. there's electricity between them. They, you know, they feel like they belong on screen together. They feel like they're vibing as characters playing right. off of each other. And, and we know he has a history of worshipping her in her photograph, yeah. which they try to recreate in this one. Oh, my God. Just... See, see when you see the photograph <laughs> that they recreate of T1, but it's Amelia Clark sitting in the Jeep with the headband? I'm like, what the... How much did you hate it? I Oh, I, I was loving I nearly just turned it off and said, we're not doing this review. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> but that's, that's oh, the other yeah, thing, actually. That's the other thing. All on the fact that the punks are there from T1... And there's that photo with a headband. Like, when they're in 1984, there's, like, nothing that looks, like, really that 1984-esque. Like, they don't do Where anything. Where are the barrels of toxic waste and <laughs> steam everywhere? No, that's New York. I know what the 80s looks like. No, that's New York in the 80s. This is LA. Uh, although, <laughs> although it's, isn't it funny how uh, LA in movies always has wet roads, despite the fact that LA, like, rarely ever <laughs> The roads are always wet. It's just uh, settled smog. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then the other thing we have to talk about is the casting of John Connor because I like Jason Clark as an actor. Um, I don't really have a much. You know, it, it's because of Planet of the Apes. It really is. Yeah, that, that's I why I like think him. That movie is flawless and perfect. It, and I, I really don't know Jason Clark before that film. Because he as... had a really unique look, and I thought he was great. And I will forever be like excited for a jason clark film but because of that movie and i love it so much and every time i've seen a movie with him in it since i've been like this is terrible that's a shame <laughs> well no I, th I think you're right because i love him in dawn of the planet apes dawn of the planet apes is like a fantastic movie which we will cover at some point because it is a mm -hmm. absolute modern sci-fi classic spoiler 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> i'm not giving him a rating i'm not giving him a rating i'm not going to spoil that you 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 <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I love that movie so that, much. That, that was a faux pas. That was a, that was a podcasting faux pas that you did not break. <laughs> uh, you can um, 
<laughs> you could beep out the first number. <laughs> <laughs> bleep out a ten. <laughs> bleep out a ten. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to remember to do that, but um he's so good in that movie and then you look at like everything i've seen him in since i saw him in winchester it was terrible i saw him in the pet cemetery remake it was terrible i saw him in terminator genesis it was terrible but not only was this movie terrible yeah. he is so miscast as john connor he does not fit this role at all nobody fits their role though so i don't know if i can blame him like i still will hold on to Jason Clark being a good actor because I know he's capable. <laughs> oh sure, absolutely. I but here's the thing, like I think Joe who fit the role, the dude they had playing him in the opening of T two, who kept his mouth shut and just looked through some binoculars, he fit the role. <laughs> and to be yep. honest, like out of yep. the out of the actors, like even though it wasn't a good performance because of the script, I do think out of the, the, the other three movies, like Christian Bale is the best one suited. He just he just didn't have the movie to do it. And... Maybe by default, but no, I'm sticking with the guy from T2 who looks through the binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best John Connor we've had. Not counting the kid, obviously, right? Uh, I'm counting the kid. Okay. <laughs> I'm expecting Edward Fulong to get killed in this new one, so I think you'll, you'll enjoy that then, if, if nothing else. No, I... I mean, he's he's a fine kid, but like, fine kid actor. But sure. I want cool John Connor. And the only time I've ever gotten cool John Connor is that one shot where he looks at the binoculars and he turns his head and he's got this wicked scar. And you're like, all right. Hey, to be fair, the shot, hero. the shot before follow. that, falling from behind through the tunnel is also pretty cool. That's like the hero yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah, you... I don't... <laughs> Don't you wish you were watching T2? Yeah, there's good movies. I was thinking that. I think Jason Clark is... I think he's actually very striking. He's a very striking-looking individual. He's got a weird look. He's got got a really... And this is not body shaming, much like Tara was doing earlier with Amelia Clark, uh, which, as far as I'm I'm aware, no relation. (laughs) But... He he, has a weird face. He has a weird face. I think it's a beautiful face. It's like... But it's... It's kind of weird looking it's and irregular I, I i do think he's very handsome but it's a unique looking face <laughs> yeah and there's stuff right away that, that, that didn't work for me in this because this is the thing we, we we spent a long time in salvation talking about the look and feel of the future and how it didn't work and mm-hmm. you can tell that the the makers of this movie did care a bit more about trying to match t1 and 2 because it is nighttime yes. there are laser beams that is true, but it's still yes. not quite right. And I'll explain, you know, why it's not quite right when we get to spoilers, but... It's just everybody is miscast. Everybody's right? miscast. Like, you you see Jason Clark there with his parents. And could any three people look less alike? <laughs> well, it's not just that. It's, it's like, it's just the, the raw filmmaking of it. Like, it has no style. It has no presence. You know, we're in this scene in the future, and there's this, this big war scene as they're storming this base. And it just feels so empty and soulless. And if you go back to T1 and T2, there's so much... Yeah, they're, like, joking with each other yeah. and, like... They're, yeah, those... they're real bro-y. I yeah. don't want bro <laughs> They're real bro And like, if you go back to T1 and T2, there's so much, like, personality and character in those future segments. You know, those flashbacks with Kyle, like, you, you feel so much, like, atmosphere. In this film, despite the fact that it has the night time and it has the laser beams, it's still lacking the atmosphere, and it's purely through the direction and casting. And then, on top of that... So I want to mention one thing, actually, before we leave this, you know, and come back to it in spoilers is there's a conversation between Kyle and John, like, this is the night they're going to win. This is the night they're going to win the war. And 
like they're making small talk and like Kel's like, oh what do you want to do after you know we win he's like oh a cold beer would be nice and he smiles and I'm like I hate it John hate Connor it. from it does, T2 would like... never smile and say he wants a beer <laughs> what <laughs> how does Michael Bean know what beer is <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. How does he even know what a beer is? Because there's, there's jokes as well where he doesn't Living know. What, a rat. He, he doesn't know what a waitress is. They make they, they make a point of showing that he doesn't know what you know normal twentieth century twenty you know early twenty first century things are, um, and it does it does ignore T three and salvation because Judgment Day was nineteen ninety seven at least at this part of the movie it it changes mm-hmm. of course once time travel stuff gets involved, um, and. I just I don't know that that conversation like I was already pissed off don't get me wrong I think before that point but but that that was the moment where I'm like oh yeah this is why I hate this movie it's stuff like this it just feels so out of character and all through the movie Kyle Reese Sarah Connor John Connor they all feel out of character. even the Terminator at points feels like he has too much personality and it doesn't feel right yeah far too much personality and I, I don't necessarily hate the idea of him becoming attached to someone I mean hell it happened in T2 but it was handled better in T2 because it was more subtle. It was more, like, nuanced as opposed to this where it's like, he keeps childhood drawings that Sarah did of him. Were also- you reminded of Data holding on to the little <laughs> Tasha Yar hologram? Yeah. And also, also, why is John Connor constantly referring to his mother as Sarah Connor, full name? Like, do you see in the opening scene when they're talking about going back in time? He's like, hey, this is something you need to know yep. about Sarah Connor. Like, why are you phrasing it that way? Why, why does Sarah fall in love with this stranger that says he's John Connor? Like, she has no relationship to him, so she shouldn't be like, oh, John. My son, you know, my baby boy. It doesn't sense to me. Like, he's a stranger to you. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I, he I, doesn't look anything like you, so. Do you know what? I can almost look. Like, he says he's your son, doesn't mean you should buy it. I can almost see the part of the reason for the plot of this movie in my head. Like, maybe the good idea that the writers at some point had that is completely lost in the movie. It's not there. But the idea that they might have had at some point is like, what if we flipped Kyle and Sarah? What if Sarah was the one who knew everything and was more like John Connor, like a kid, where she grew up knowing she was going to be this thing? And Kyle was more the Sarah Connor, where he was like out of his element and didn't know what to do. Like, I think that was like the the idea they had originally right way back at the start of the mm-hmm. screen it's not really there like it doesn't work in the movie it just feels off um but like i think that's what they were trying to at least start with uh I, well either that or we have to write a plot that justifies a, a terminator who's like nearly 70 uh so we're gonna <laughs> so we're gonna do all this time travel nonsense to make make it work yeah well at least we're getting one now and i think it works because sarah connor's also aged Sure, So it's sure. one last thing we have to deal with. Well, here's the thing. Looking at Dark Fate, and I think, you know, we've looked a little bit ahead at Dark Fate in all of these reviews. It's, it's been hard not to talk about it, especially since before Salvation, the the, the, the big new trailer well, came out. Yeah, plus it's like our last hope. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I watch the trailer and I just hold on to everything that looks and feels right and well, good about well, it. Well, here's, here's, And here's, if there's anything that doesn't, I'll just ignore it. <laughs> here's the positives that I'm going to say about Dark Fate based on the trailer just having watched Genesis again and seeing the problems in this, mainly with the cast and the actors and the lack of presence, is I think Mackenzie Mackenzie Davis in that trailer has presence. And you know it's mm-hmm. funny? Earlier on, you said that Amelia Clark was too small. If you'd asked me before I saw photos of her, like from this movie, and you said, "Oh, Mackenzie Davis is going to be a Terminator," I'd have been like, "What?" From San Junipero. I mean, I like her, but she looks too sleek and skinny, and like she doesn't fit as a Terminator. And then you see the photos in this, and she looks like she could break me in half. She is like 
she has presence and then the yeah, actor beast the actor, trailer. the actor playing the evil terminator um oh, i can't remember his name but he was ghost rider on agents of shield and i liked him in that and he's, he's asian right uh, no he's hispanic oh okay oh i thought he was asian i like the the asian terminator in this movie <laughs> oh sure but he, like he looked good i don't know yeah he has a weird name actually i saw his name earlier uh it's like i want to say dev nine like it's not a t number it's like dev nine or something like that i don't know oh, okay uh the villain uh don't know what that means yet cool but i'm sure we'll find out uh so you know like he, he like he feels that like he has presence in the trailer from what little we get of him like will he actually have that in the movie that is debatable um but you know obviously sarah connor has presence because it's linda freaking hamilton and you know like and she does sound a little um emphysemic but that's okay sure she, it she's... worked for princess leia still but it could work for <coughs> for sarah connor who actually was a chain smoker in the end in t2 <laughs> i mean i mean i'll say this i think sarah connor or, or linda hamilton suits being sarah connor more from the trailer in this movie than uh than fisher did in star wars and the last couple and i'm not saying she was bad in those movies i'm just saying she looked and felt so different from the you know from what leia looked and sounded like and the classic movies whereas yeah she worked hard to like she definitely lost a ton of weight to do yeah. it and there are there are shots of her where i'm just like oh yeah there's leia and i love it whereas but yeah when she spoke she sounded very frail and she sounded like party leia yeah because cause, <laughs> like, like leia had a lot of party years that we didn't get to see on screen because <laughs> leia in the original movies was so peppy and like such a fast talker and like so it felt very different to not have that whereas i think linda hamilton in this movie looks still looks more like sarah connor you know she looks like sarah connor like yeah you know sure she's she's you know in her late 60s or whatever but she she looks like sarah connor in her late 60s i'm um, ready i'm ready to see linda hamilton <laughs> in her 60s be a badass again <laughs> um and you know so I'm, I'm like i think there's positives to take away from this new movie it may end up being terrible i may end up hating it and we'll be back here for a two-hour run in a couple of weeks time but Oh, do I get to do it? Do you get to do what? I get to do the review, right? Oh yeah, of course you do. Okay, good. Of course you do. Yeah, we're, that's an Ace episode. That that'll be like a Dastro. We'll I know, do that but I a... know when we started the Ace channel that Connor said he still got first dibs in some films. <laughs> I just said that to make him feel better. He he has dibs on nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll we'll do whatever. I, don't know. I thought maybe blockbusters would be an exception to the rule. That's no. all. Whatever sci-fi movie we want to do, we're doing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Hell, I'll even go back and uh, delete the ones that he's already done if we redo it. I'm like, no, the current one never existed. It's been erased from the timeline. <laughs> we're gonna go back in time and redo them. I'm kidding. The I'm, right ki- I'm kidding. Those those old horror versions of some of the sci-fi movies will still be there, even if we have new versions of them. But um no it's a sci-fi movie podcast we did all the terminator franchise there's no way we're not doing the new one there's no way we're not doing terminator 6 good awesome all right uh is there anything else i want to talk about before we get to spoilers um i don't like the action i think the action is done in this modern way that is it's edited super fast there's like zero long takes in any of these scenes Mm -hmm, i agree not not even just the action i think that's true of all the scenes like i think like it's just it's too chop 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 like there's, the edit there's all the no yeah there's no t- moment where you can like just 
look at a scene for a while and like take everything in and the intensity of it. In fact, instead of only... just go, go, bang, bang, flip. The only <laughs> the only scenes in the movie that have shots that last longer than a few seconds are the ones from T1 that they recreate because they wanted to do it shot for shot. That is the only time right. where the shots linger for long enough to like sort of enjoy the... Because like, even the even the pacing, like you know that scene from T1 that they, they're doing this where Arnold goes up to the punks and he's like, uh, your clothes, give them to me. You know, he's a couple of cans short of a six pack. You know, see that? Every like, Obviously, I know all those lines of dialogue because I've seen the Terminator like so many times. But they've changed them, right? Because they had to make it PG-13. Uh, they changed them a little bit. They changed some of the other ones. There's, there's actually one with Kale that annoys me way more. Um, when he asks what year it is, he phrases it kind of different, but uh, to the cop. Now, obviously, it gets different after that because the cop turns out to be a T-1000, but, I mean, that's not a spoiler. That's in the trailer. Um, but, like, and it's also at the start of the movie. It's, like, the first 15, 20 minutes. But, um, like, this dialogue in this scene with the punks, I felt like it was going too quick. Like, it's almost like they wanted to get through it quicker than the original movie, so it was, like, cutting to each line just a little bit quicker, and it just it felt so, like, off. I'm like, I know how this scene's mm-hmm. meant to be paced. I've seen it, like, a hundred times. And you're, you're giving me this, you know, like it's almost like they're, 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 they've got like a, like a stop clock and they're like, no, no, you have to get through all these lines in like the next 20 seconds. So they're just firing through them as quickly as possible. Yeah, I think that's like a real modern thing for action. And the, I mean, luckily things seem to be changing a bit. Um, I think since like Fury Road came out and everybody fell in love with it, they're like, oh, maybe we should do stuff the way movies used to do it. And hey, that was the same summer as this. People like it and go watch it and want more of them things like that mm. it'll get critical praise and we'll get <laughs> audience praise and blah 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 anyway yeah obviously i, I and, think john wick's done a lot for like hey we can do well-made action movies that are not silly expensive you know that are moderately yeah. budgeted compared to other movies and yeah that's that's a that's a decent one too yeah. a, a decent example of where they're like okay this people want something that feels like it's from another time because where we're going we're just it's too much. It's too fast. I, I hate all the fast edits. And it, it, like a lot of the, even some action like superhero movies that I really like um, suffer from this a bit too much where action is just happening over and over again. And I don't care. I don't, I'm not invested in any of the scenes that are happening because it's just too, it's edited too quickly and it makes me want to fall asleep. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get bored watching it because I'm not, I'm not like, taking anything in see see when you combine that with cgi it is actual like sleep inducing because uh see the final act of aquaman and i won't, I won't spoil anything if you oh, like, i see- can't stand it i fell asleep in the theater watching yeah I, I got sleepy there's like a whole underwater like army it's, it's, it's like trying to do like a lot of the ring style like war fight mm-hmm. war scene underwater and like not i mean forgetting the fact that they've barely introduced who these armies are or who's the head of the armies or why we should care about these armies like forgetting that the script doesn't set <laughs> up at all like it's just like boring and a mess to watch it uh it puts it literally puts me to sleep and I, uh, I, I did. I fell asleep. I mean, granted, I went to like a ten thirty showing at night, but so I was already pretty tired. But like, I fell asleep for an hour, and I, I struggled. Like, for the hour before that, I was just bobbing up and down. That's not a, that's not a water pun. But like, yeah. I, <laughs> I was really struggling. And, and to, to to be yeah, fair, and and you're right. It's it's just because there's so much happening. It's like an overload, and I'm not invested anymore. And I couldn't tell you what happened to the villain in that movie. No idea. 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I mean, some people disagree with this. I think Aquaman's kind of an ugly movie. It's not as ugly as like Batman v Superman, but it's a pretty ugly movie. No, it's not. Um, no, I, it's you can't concentrate on anything. And I will say, I will say this at least about Genesis, and this is kind of just because it's so TV looking. Is that it's not ugly looking typically. Like you know, at least it looks like, like because it looks like a TV show. I think so. I think when you, it looks like a TV show, like I said earlier, but also like you said earlier, when you see the T one. Or the T one, the Terminator, <laughs> the first Terminator scenes recreated. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this looks wrong. It looks wrong because it doesn't have that that grittiness or oh yeah that um that that punk rock kind of look to it that we were expecting from the Terminator. Film. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I, I'm not saying it looks good. I'm saying that the boring TV look at least is not like hurtful to the eyes in the same way that like some of these like CG messies that we're talking about yeah. are uh they're easier on the eyes they're just dull they're just boring um and you feel it in this and you and i think like psycho is like the only movie that's ever been like remade i think shot for shot and mm-hmm. it doesn't work and part of the reason why it doesn't work is because so you can plan for so much when you're shooting a movie you can plan for every shot you want but ultimately it's this beast that kind of evolves i mean you get into the edit room and you've got all your footage like you may find that something cuts better because oh it just worked that way better just or this moves to this shot or that shot goes to that shot better the pacing's better if i slow this down here or add this shot in here or swap these two things around and that happens in the edit and hitchcock and his editors did that on psycho right and then the psycho remake tries to just recreate the shots that are in the finished movie and because of that, it doesn't necessarily gel together the way it should because it's not natural. It's this kind of like fabricated way of making a movie. I think, I think that's the the perfect reason to to prove that this is like directors truly are artists. And mm. if you can't just recreate something and say it's as good as the original because it's it's missing something. There's there's yeah. there, there's a, a style that you just can't recreate even if you shot for shot line for line it it, it takes it's a skill you know yeah. and some people just don't have it it's, it's a million directing is a million choices it's a million little choices one after the other and each one affects what your overall sort of end thing is going to be and a good director has a vision and they'll make the choices that benefit what that vision is and james cameron yeah. whatever you want to say about him he always has a vision for whatever his movie is going to be and like when I watched this, Alan Taylor, who directed it, like he doesn't have a vision. He 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 came in to get a paycheck, and he made his movie, and he went home. <laughs> like that's what it feels like when you're watching this. I know I've, we've brought up Dark Fate a lot, but yeah. I am glad that it's being directed by a fan. <sighs> yes, uh, I mean there's the potential it'll just end up feeling like a fan film. I mean that is possible. That's true. That is possible, but at least I mean it has a good look to it, and it's. Uh, I think it's somebody who wants to see this franchise, you know, revitalized in a way that will please fans. And I know he's a decent director, although I'm not the biggest fan of the Deadpool films, but like, yeah, me neither. I, I mean, he's a decent director. Like, and it's the action shots were good. I like the grittiness of the world and yeah, the comedy worked. So if they go the comedy route again, at least I have a little bit more faith. I w- <laughs> I will be so delighted if there's like almost no comedy. And do you know what I feel like it is? I feel like T2 had a couple of funny moments and then T3 went, oh, there's a couple of funny moments. We can do tons of jokes now. Now comedy's a part of the franchise. (laughs) 
Uh, this is nope. so frustrating. That's what fans love. Fans love it when you shit all over their product. Yeah, <laughs> of their fandom. I don't. I don't know. The salt. I, I hate oh. that we keep talking about T3. I hate that movie. <laughs> oh, the salt is glorious. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, the action's not great. It feels like it just kind of goes through the motions, especially since half of the action scenes are just trying to kind of recreate moments from the other Terminator movies um, rather than try to do their own thing, which is very frustrating. So, I will say, as much as I complained about the effects, and I do think the uh, the young Arnold uh, Terminator looks really off pretty much the whole time, I will say the liquid metal in the T-1000 I thought did look pretty good. Um, I generally mm-hmm. thought that looked quite nice. So, I like the T-1000 a lot. In the movie, yeah, small, small credits where credits are due, I guess is what I'm what I'm saying. Uh, but I think we should uh, maybe make the 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 voyage into spoilers. Let's do this. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> we even get stars like going past us. I mean, space, the final frontier. Set a course for spoilers. Warp ten. Engage. <laughs> Before we move into the spoiler section. Tara's going to tell you about Patreon. Oh, yeah. Um, if you enjoy our channel and like what we do and want to see more, you can go to patreon.com slash Um Donations are just a dollar a month if you want, and you'll get a ton of bonus features. Um, like you get our bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> our tangents that get edited out are now on Patreon. And... Um, you get bonus episodes of the ace of course you can check out our reviews of leviathan time cop the most important one uh judge dread the uh, 93 version and uh yeah and if you want to donate more you get more stuff like you can vote on what we're going to watch you can submit ideas for us to watch and uh yeah maybe we'll pick your movie to review so check it out Whoa, that was so smooth, except for all the laughter in the first half. <laughs> but yeah, you go. Yeah, great Patreon, guys. Uh, okay, spoilers then for Terminator Genesis. I haven't even mentioned the spelling of the title yet. How did we get this far? <laughs> Talking about the stupid spelling. Uh, I mean, it's dumb, but I could I understand at least why they did it that way. Because it's a stupid app. It's an OS. <laughs> You know, and OSs all have dumb names. Mm. So, mm. you need Terminator maybe about, about an operating system. Mm-hmm. Windows ninety five has went rogue. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the movie starts, and you know, I remember this from the theater that it actually starts me off on a positive note. It actually lulls me into thinking that I might not completely hate every step of every, every other second of it, and that is because is it because for, of the music, music for the first time since terminator 2 the main goddamn theme is actually used in the movie <laughs> now it's not it's not because they, na, 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 na. <laughs> they hint at it a few times don't get me wrong and they never really quite go fully into it but it was kind of there at the start um, even though i think you know uh, kale rishi's narration is terrible and redundant and obviously they, they just fly out lift parts of the original speech from terminator 1 and 2 um, he, he he quotes Sarah Connor from T2's narration, like, for a couple of lines. Yeah. It is there. I mean, you can't have a Terminator film without a narrator for some reason. 
I've never been a fan of the narration in these films, even in the first two. Yeah. Well, did the first one have narration? Yeah, text. I had like a text screen. You had the text. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't think was necessary either, but I get it. They're trying to set up a future world. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, the like they kind of do this weird like as much as this one tries to sort of maybe fit in the T one T two future a bit more, it does this weird thing where it kind of doesn't jive with how we we learned about Kyle meeting John and the because the original movie it seemed like you know he was in a prison and you know John broke them out and taught them how to fight, um, but in in this movie he kind of like jumps in and saves them at the last minute when the Terminator is about to kill him in a sewer, uh, very different, yeah. uh. I don't know. I don't have much much to add about it. I mean, at least in the beginning, we see John Connor being a hero, which is sure. not something we've seen yet. Um, it doesn't last very long, though. No, it doesn't last very long. Uh, you, you know, when we get that scene that we complained about earlier with our time, oh, maybe a beer would be nice after we're done. I'm like, yeah, who's making the beer exactly? Um, if I, hell, later on, like uh, Kyle says, like, oh, he, he tried to teach me to make moonshine once, but it blew up in her face, and it was such a funny memory. I'm like, you shouldn't have <laughs> funny memories like this. <laughs> At what point Ugh. in this future war, fighting the machines, did you have time? Was to get it made up? out of like, <coughs> like? I don't know, fermented rat blood? Like, <laughs> you shouldn't have stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, it baffles me. And there's like, no, like, like I say, Jai Courtney has like no charisma. John Connor's been way too smiley and kind of like, and this is actually the weird thing, right? So obviously we're in spoilers now. We can, we can kind of reference, we're not going to talk about it yet, but we're going to, we can reference the fact that later on he's evil and he's been converted by Skynet. Um, but why yeah. is it that Jason Clark's performance, even in this scene where he's talking about beer and what Sarah Connor's like and, and whatever, why is it in this scene he already feels like he's going to betray them? Like, he's already acting kind of fishy. He feels off. He feels like he's got a master plan. But he doesn't, because in this scene, he's not supposed to. He's 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 still the John Connor that we're supposed to expect. This he's is, not, like... This is correct. He's not infiltrated by by skynet until later yeah this is this is completely 100 percent correct so why does it still feel like he is he just feels like a fake character like they don't fit in this world they don't belong they i i don't know like they're trying to they're trying to like mash it or something you know like they're trying to make this the 4077 and (laughs) that's not what this it's not what this is this is a a war against robots (laughs) With lasers, you don't you don't mash your way out of this. Here's a here's a joke. So here's a question, right? So we find out that the big mission that's going to like kill Skynet and therefore like bring down the Terminators is actually happening in like Cleveland or something like that. Like it's it's, it's further away, and John's not going in that mission. John's going in this other mission to this uh, what looks like just a, a farming sort of building, and Kyle kind of questions this and he's like, "No, trust me. There's a, something underneath that. It's not. It's a cover." And obviously what we find out is it's the time travel like device that's that's where this is and it's like, okay fair enough this is this is important uh this this lines up and you know they have the shots of arnold you know we don't see his face obviously just the silhouette of the naked arnold like walking no, up and... but i like this part i like i like seeing the connectivity to the first film where skynet is losing or mm-hmm. has basically lost and they sent in their last hope which is the terminators have sent in their last hail mary which is yeah. sending the t 800 back in time yeah i I, I actually really like that it's i mean i like it in theory i think it's hard for me to enjoy it in the movie because every time john connor tries to explain it like he just he he explains it in like such an over 
overly done way it just feels like a, mm-hmm. a script explaining things it's like so oh no the skynet's losing so it's trying to rig the game and it's sent back a machine and yada yada yeah um so i've got a question for you though so uh, when they're going into this place they're sort of infiltrating right and they've got they've got a captured terminator endoskeleton in the front of this truck and you've got Kyle Reese sort of hiding in the back of the truck who's secretly controlling the the, the, the endoskeleton and all I could think, one of my big complaints in Terminator Salvation was why is there like keypads that function like humans would use? Why are Terminators driving regular trucks? Why isn't there just a truck Terminator that, that can transport things that has a mind of its own because I don't know. it's a we machine? We saw that in Salvation, right? We had like motorcycle Terminators that were basically just one machine. Yeah, yeah, they were their own thing that just drove themselves. Yeah, why, why isn't there just a truck that does that? Why is there an endoskeleton in a driver's seat with a steering wheel going, laddie da di da like, <laughs> Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. Like, what? What, what is this? Um, I mean, I'll give I them credit. Think. I didn't expect uh, another Terminator to like, just scan it and immediately go, hey, that's not active, or that's like, you know, faking it, and just immediately try and just you know, shoot the truck up so okay fine whatever but uh obviously they've got explosives they 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 come out guns blazing um like i do think they went too far with the design of some of the things and i see the flying machines the flying terminators i think they went Mm -hmm. too sleek with those they feel just a little too different now to to what i imagine when i think of those things um and they've, they've got these like spidery ones now that sort of fall from those and like they're not that's not the worst in the world it's, it's not like the, the the transformer one from salvation where it's like completely out of place um yeah which is odd because most of the other ones felt and looked really good it was mm. just that one giant one that was like why is this here yeah it, it didn't make much sense uh and didn't, didn't aesthetically look good it, it just made you think of other movies like were, yeah yeah uh but you know they come in and again it's weird how much they're sort of talking to each other as they're just fighting in this big open space going up to this building and like i don't know and eventually the, the, the terminators all fall and say oh they don't seem distraught at all no. like they don't seem like they are fighting a war it, it it seems like they're just mr b casual it's a walk in the park there's, <laughs> they're there's just too broy. they're yeah, so broy. there's it's a walk in the park there's there's no idea that like they have been struggling to survive and this is their hail mary of like winning the war this is like the last hope yeah. for humanity or that this is so uber dangerous but no the, 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 this feels like they're, in, they're it feels like they're invincible it feels like they're terminators because nothing can touch them and they're just like sauntering down this this big open runway to this this building it's it's so weird yeah no biggie yeah so so the mood the tone's all wrong it doesn't add up they get in they find this time travel you know thingamajig uh and it's like okay uh you know because actually joe's always the perfect little beat here to show how they just add humor in like in an unnecessary way that really just takes away from the moment so there's a moment where after like kyle's volunteered because you know you know john's like oh i need a volunteer and everyone everyone in the room's like volunteering because they all love john connor and kyle's like i'll do it I'll go back in time. And obviously, John knows he's going to pick him because it's like Kyle. Um, and he's like, why would I send you? He's like, oh, because I would die for Sarah Carly. Yeah, but they all would. Why would you? I was like, well, because I'm Kyle Reese. Damn it. <laughs> this is my destiny. Um, he says, you know why. And it made me question like whether or not Kyle knew that he was supposed to be his father. Yeah, he definitely didn't, obviously. But I think what they were going for with them and these weird stories of them making moonshine is that john tried to have like a father-son relationship with him without him knowing it <laughs> like yeah. he, to... he used to play catch all the time and... 
<laughs> but the moment where they add in this humor, they add in this little beat here where uh, one of the other soldiers, who's a woman, um, is like sort of like explaining like how this thing works because she's she's the techie, I guess, and she's like analyzed it and he's like, oh, it's a displacement field, no weapons, you can't take that. And then she kind of looks at him and smirks and goes, and you'll have to be naked too. Like, wink, wink. He's like, hey, you got to be naked. I'm going to see your penis. I'm going to see your penis. And I'm like, yeah, because when Kyle was getting... the world, who gives a shit? <laughs> when, when Kyle Reese was getting sent back in time, I'm sure people in the the, 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 the resistance were like, oh, his dick's out. Oh, we can see his dick. Oh, oh. <laughs> Kyle's dick is out. Like, literally, literally everyone in this future has not had sex because they were all born into this world. Um, well, maybe not Hal had sex because Kale was born, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not the thing that they're thinking about the same way that the world does now, right? Like, no. <laughs> like, it just, it isn't. Like, I mean, even just Kale himself in the first movie, we find out he's never, he's never had a, a relationship. He's never been with someone because of the way the world is. And it's like, yeah, that feels like it's probably really common. It feels like most people probably haven't because they're too busy fighting a war and surviving. Um, I don't think there's any um, shame associated with like having to be nude for a thing in war though like there's no there's no embarrassment like that that I would see I mean hell like even I would went through like boot camp and stuff and yeah a lot of that kind of shame just goes away <laughs> just after boot camp I can't imagine being in like a war zone and like like who gives a shit <laughs> what? What you mean? This might save the human race, but you're going to see my boobs? No, I can't do it. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I just can't do it. <laughs> there, there's there's a kind of thing that goes away. There's also a lot of immaturity that does happen after boot camp too. But like, certain things just aren't. I I, I almost like, I, I it's it's dumb. It almost feels like it's going to go into a full on like comedy version of the scene where like. Like Kyle says, you know what? Okay, I'll only do it if everyone else in the room gets naked too. And like, I can I can almost see yeah. the parody or scene like, play out. Why is there a crowd surrounding him? Other than the fact that it's a good way to hide his penis <laughs> from the camera. <laughs> yeah, because it'd the, be great if they started applauding. Actually, Joe, this room, Joe, this room reminded me of this time travel room because it's kind of it's like a sort of dome almost. It's a circular room with this thing in the middle. Joe, what it reminded me of uh, when they first enter it. No, although that's a fair comparison, actually. But it was when they first opened the access hatch and they drop in a flare. It really reminded me of Alien. You know, when they dropped the flare inside the Alien ship, when they find the thing, you know, in the yeah. first half Alien. It really reminded me of that for some reason, just the way they were dropping in, without all the vagina, like, doors. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame, yeah. Um, no, no Giger. Maybe that would have made them feel more comfortable getting naked. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, yeah. When in Rome! <laughs> <laughs> so, the so he gets naked and he, you know, and you know, there's that, that nice little thing where he's sort of in pain as it's happening to him and like, it's kind of like the Terminator, of course, just like sat there. Of course, the one thing we have to mention before we move on to the 1984 stuff is that Matt Smith's character in the background starts to become more noticeable uh of course if you don't know yeah, who Matt's... i'm not a i'm not a whovian like i don't watch dr Fo who i don't get it <laughs> dr Fu. <Foo. but laughs> <Dr. Foo. laughs> um. i don't i don't i don't speak british i don't get dr who but i'm not a doctor who i mean i've seen i recognize it. his face though because i've seen like all the t-shirts that people wear oh, sure i i I have, I have seen a lot of the modern doctor who um and you know we mean kind of reviewed some of it in the past 
uh, mainly because Connor's a big fan. So it was like, we're doing Doctor Who, and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, I don't... But, but if, so British. But if you watch any of those reviews or listen to I bet them... he's a wizard also. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, he likes Harry Potter. <laughs> I think he does. Yeah, I'm not a Harry Potter dude. Uh, or Doctor Who did. Um, but Doctor Who, like, like it can have its moments, right? But it is, like, you know, like, it's not great. Right, I just mean, like, even though I'm not a Whovian, like, I still recognize his face. He's yeah. a very recognizable person. And I, you know, like, as right soon as you see him, him that that yeah. guy's important. Because he's, he's, <laughs> he's just in the background. He's just, like, he's just scowling. He's like... And he's like sneaking up to John Connor. He's sneaking up, and he's gonna get him. And it's just as Kyle's in the the electrical orb that he's like, "Ah, I've got you, John Connor." He's like, and he's like, "You thought it would be that easy." Do you know what? Do you know what's so weird about this is, or not weird, but well, yeah, weird is that they they cast this really well known actor now, who's you know at this point probably just coming off of Doctor Who, um, or around that time, and. He's not actually in the movie that much, but of course it adds to one of the big complaints I had from Salvation, is that under no circumstance, and I mean this, writers, I mean this, under no circumstance should Skynet have a voice, a face, and in this case, a whole goddamn body walking around in. What? Oh. <laughs> and he should not monologue. Skynet, under no circumstance, should be monologuing at any point. Oh. Or have keypads. Or have keypads. Yes. Isn't he keypads? He can just control it from within. <laughs> He's a peasy. I say he, it. A sentient being, this machine. Yeah, I mean, in Salvation, uh, Skynet was a she, so pretty progressive. <laughs> Our killer ro- robot AI is a woman. <laughs> Look at us go. Uh, I, j- yeah, I, I've got more on this when we get to the last act with the, you know, Cyberdyne and all the rest of it, but so we go to these and uh we have the two scenes kind of happening simultaneously with arnold you know the terminator arriving and you know the i'll call him middle-aged arnold (laughs) shows up and you know fights with him and only does okay eventually uh sarah connor kills him and again it's showing how they're prepared because they've got this really high caliber rifle that can go through the uh the power source of the terminator so they actually just just shoots it and it kills the terminator it's actually yep you know fairly easy and it kind of like hey remember that how, how the whole movie in the first one took it took how hard it was to kill the terminator done dusted done which yep. which i wouldn't mind too much if i felt menaced from the real villain in the movie but i don't so that's the whole problem especially since the actual villain in the movie which is the john connor terminator is such a monologuing asshole he will not shut up <laughs> <laughs> he will not yeah. shut up anyway he's too gloaty well they try and put in a reason they try to put in oh no when they, you know whenever the experiments they try and meld machines with humans the, the the person went insane so they try and give it a reason why he's went evil like you know he is john connor but he's the 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 trans the transformation into this like machine has can mess with his head and now he's completely you know caca <laughs> the worst is that his whole motivation is to try to kill his parents which would essentially erase him and how the movie addresses that problem is just him saying that, oh uh-uh. it's not a problem 
it's not actually a problem because we're on this weird like alternate thing like the three of us are protected from any of those anomalies or whatever paradoxes do you know what that like, is do you know what that is here we go did it yeah do you know what that is that is a writer just pulling shit out of his ass in a sentence and saying here you go here's it's the like, reason okay but that's also the premise of the first film <laughs> absolutely the entire president nonsense uh, premise of the first film is to go back in time and kill the mother before she gives birth to you and now you're trying to do it and it's safe yeah uh, like you can you can uh, kill her and it wouldn't you know take you out the, the equation oh, dear. yeah, yeah it, it basically know. it nullifies the entire threat of the first movie that that, that explanation yeah. it just completely takes it away uh, so Kyle arrives and he falls into the alleyway. They've got the the homeless man and all the rest of it. Um, of course, the twist here is that the cop that comes after him is actually a T one thousand. But he he does this thing where when he's because again I've seen Terminator so many times that when he's like, "What's the day?" and you know, and in, in the original movie, the cop's like, "Oh, it's uh, you know October whatever." Uh, and he's like the year you know I, you know i always remember michael bean going the year like he's got he's got a really specific yeah. delivery of that line as he's pointing the gun at him and in this movie like and this is just a script thing but jay courtney just sort of like says it all in one go he's like what's the day the year like he just does it in one thing he doesn't let him respond it's it's so weird oh dear um and joe's bizarre is that technically this should alter the events but he still runs into the department store and still does all the little things that happen in Terminator 1. You know, he checks his feet against the Nike shoes. Or, sorry, Nike. Sorry, I'm, I should use the proper worldwide version of the word. I'm sorry. It's a British thing. We say Nike. Okay. Um, Nike? Yeah. <laughs> it, I, don't, I don't mind that. Like, I kind of like seeing the beats from the first film. Like, if they're going to go back and recreate the first film, like, I want to I see everything. We see, like, the homeless guy, although he doesn't have the same lines because no. it's not a rated R film. Um, and uh, I, I don't mind that. I actually thought that scene was pretty tense. I like watching Jai Courtney, like, like wiggle around the bottom of the store and stuff like that. He moves fast. I mean, for, for me, it was just another example of showing how doing the exact same things doesn't equal the same results. Uh, no, I, it, it's, it's true, but I liked the t-1000 chasing him sure no i mean the t-1000 is fun you know t-1000 coming out of the mirror once the cops show up and there's a cop here who survives just so we can have jk simmons in 2017 when we get there <laughs> he's so wasted what he a waste of a character he is so he's the best part of the movie he's got the best two lines of dialogue in this whole movie and i'll bring them up when we get there um but uh yeah so the t-1000 is chasing them and they try shooting it uh you know he's doing his knifey swipes i will say it did feel really easy for kyle to evade him like you know because the t-1000 is literally swiping his blades at him and kyle's just like leaning back and dodging and i'm trying to imagine in t2 like someone just trying to dodge like the t-1000 like like that as if they're in like a, a fight it just you know it just wouldn't work like he would just i don't know it just it felt weird like they kind of nerfed him a little bit but uh you know of course the big truck with uh, sarah connor uh it's more, it's more of an armored van actually they've got like a old armored van that somehow from somewhere mm-hmm. uh but they, they come bustling out of the store and uh sarah connor says the line and i don't even come with me if you want to live i don't even hate that she <laughs> says that even though it's weird like why would she say that why would she have that in her head but what bothers me more is that this again it recurs this theme of them pulling moments and lines from the previous movies this movie is nothing but a nostalgia trap 
because all they want to do is use things from the past. So the very next thing she says when he's like sort of hesitating is like, uh, move, soldier! And it's that moment from the end of Terminator 1 when they're in the factory and like Kyle's been injured and she's like, on your feet, soldier! You know, like, it's that moment. They, they, they deliberately phrase yeah. it and have her shout it that way to mimic that scene from the first Terminator. And it's like, but here's the thing, in the first Terminator, we earned that moment. She grew so much over the course of that. She grew to care about Kyle and her yelling at him and making him move was this flip at the end of the film where, un, you know, because the whole movie, Kyle's the one dragging her. She's too scared to survive. She's too scared to fight back. And at the end of the movie, it's flipped and she's like, on your feet, you are surviving. I am now Sarah Connor. I am the Sarah Connor who's going to be going around with a shotgun and T2. Come on, get up. And... Here, she just rolls in and she's already there and it's just, I don't know, like, it's not earned. Yeah. Uh, again, we're supposed to buy her as, like, the T2 version of Sarah Connor in T1. But it's, it, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. She doesn't look like her. And I'm not just saying that, like, she doesn't look hardened. She doesn't look battle-worn or, like, she's been training her whole life for this, which we assume that she has because uh, we find out that the Terminator went back in time further to protect her so that she would be ready to fight. So she should be going through all this. And she's, she's, she's not, she doesn't seem capable, even though she has the confidence of someone who would be against yeah, Terminator. They have, her, they have her dressing like Sarah Comfortito. I thought it was a, it was a cop out not to give her the eighties hair from the first movie yeah she has a modern day haircut and it it doesn't it looks out of place yeah give her the big poofy hair the big poofy 80s hair go on yeah come on (laughs) you cowards I mean even if you don't like you can give her the something that's a lot more low maintenance that would make sense sure but give her a low maintenance maintenance like 80s look (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the T-1000 chasing after them. There's like a bit of the T-1000 on the back of the truck. Kyle tries to murder Terminator because he's like, that's a Terminator! That's a skin job! Why is he doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole conflict with that. Uh, but him not wanting to trust them. I mean, that could have been interesting. The idea that he doesn't want to trust the Terminator. Um, again, I, I do have to roll my eyes a little bit, though, that again, Arnold's a good guy. Like, you know, we somehow keep having a good guy, Arnold. And... In fact, they set up a mystery here that no one knows who sent him back and what part of the timeline he came from. And all I can think was, yeah. this is trilogy set up, because I don't know if you noticed this, that is never answered in this film. They never even bring it up again after the first no, third I, of the movie. No, that line stood out to me, and not as trilogy fodder, but as just, we don't want to explain it. So therefore, we don't know. Therefore, done. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was meant to be explained in like, the second movie. <laughs> like I feel like that was the point, but... Ah, oh dear. I just... Oh, upsets me. So, they're on the run, they're shooting the T-1000, they get to their, their base where they've got, like, all these acid tanks set up, uh, where which is how, how they plan to kill the T-1000. Um, and it works, and it looks okay, um, I thought. Uh, all, they say all this new thing where the T-1000 wakes the other Terminator back up. Like, he just drops a little bit of his liquid metal into his head, and it gets him back up again. Like, I'm not exactly sure the logic. Maybe this. it can repair. I don't know. Maybe, but I assume because of where it got shot, it was its power cell that got damaged, and therefore, like, surely nothing the T1000 could do would make it back up. 
Hmm. I don't know. Ah no, it's not the worst thing ever. It just it, just, it struck me as a weird thing. You know, it was almost just so that we could have Kyle fight the Terminator while Sarah was dealing with the T one thousand. Um, and you know, it's it's really just him like crawling around trying to get the big rifle to to shoot him again. Yeah, what she does. Which we... I I do like. I like the stuff with the T one thousand. Um, I'm just you know grasping at straws here, but like mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like the look of him. I like the the acid dropping on him looked really cool. Um, convenient that there are just pipes of acid. Oh no, it wasn't pipes. It was it was barrels that they'd set up. They'd planned for this. Like they they oh, set okay. a trap. All right. Which I don't hate that yeah, idea. That looked good. Yeah, that looked good. Yeah. And then it's like okay, they, that... uh, they Kevin did right. What what's the name of Kevin? McAllister from Oh yeah, Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> Keep your change, you filthy animal. Um, <laughs> now, like I, so this is the point in the movie where we find out that they've been waiting for the arrival of this Terminator so they could steal its power, like chip, its uh, you know CPU, mm-hmm. because they need that to power their own time travel device, uh, which they've been building for the last like ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Which can go forward in time. Which can go forward in time. And they're going to go to 1997 uh, to stop Judgment Day. However, one of the things that we glossed over is that when Kyle was coming back in time, he had this weird vision. He had a vision. And I hate that. I hate this with every fibre of my being. He has this vision of two things. One of Sarah Connor, uh, like, telling him something about, you know, going a straight line and, like, running her finger down his hand. And then the other one of himself in the mirror just going don't go to 2017 don't go to 1997 go to 2017 and stop judgment day genesis is skynet you can stop judgment day and i'm like i hate this 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 is this is directive video time travel nonsense that has no tact it is just shoved in your face it's so obvious what it's doing and you know kyle has to convince him he's like no 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 no. we can't go to 1997 it's changed the judgment day has changed to 2017 and he convinces her of course by doing the hand thing that he saw in his vision and it's like okay it's lucky that that's the two things he saw as he was going through the uh the, the time thing because they do this thing where because the, the past has changed and now judgment day has moved ahead or, or moved back you know to 2017 he now has memories of two timelines uh for reasons yeah. what are the effects of time travel yeah i mean i guess this would be an interesting idea to explore if they wanted to actually do something with it but all it is is a reason for him to have information to like tell them where to go that is all it is it is nothing but to go to a modern day yep it's just exposition that's all it is it's an exposition device uh arnold's going to it's it's uh it's pretty it's pretty lame i don't love that they can build a time machine that goes to the future because it kind of breaks the laws of what we know already Mm -hmm. and I mean, we sort of already have, like, a way to time travel to the future, and it's just called waiting. I mean, <laughs> they could do a lot more training and still take care of things before Judgment Day, right? Yeah, before, but then, Without building a time travel device? But then they wouldn't be able to cast the, the, the 25-year-old actress. They'd have to cast a 45-year-old actress. <laughs> that's, the, that's the reason. That's, that's part of the reason. Um, so... 
they have to go through the time machine. Arnold's going to take the long way by waiting because he, he can't go through it because his arm's exposed from the acid because he had to hold the T-1000 in. Um, and because of that, because he's got metal showing, he can't go through because the flesh has to cover him. Um, which is a shame because we have a whole awkward scene here where they have to be naked together. Uh, and all I could think was, if this is uncomfortable, why not stand back to back? Like, why are you, why are you facing each other? Just face the other way if you feel a little weird well technically he's already been through this this isn't his first rodeo so sure all right sure um uh but like i i do hate that the terminator has to wait even though that's why he explains that he gets old because he he waits around for you know the 20 plus years but it did rob me of naked arnold standing next to these two naked young people awkwardly in a scene and i kind of wanted that (laughs) and looking awesome probably i just look anyway Staying... I don't think the there's like a scene where they're undressing before in like a a locker room. The bonding scene, and you yes. get like this silhouette of Amelia Clark's boobs like against the the brick wall, and it's like, it, I don't know, it just comes off as like poor taste. Yeah, because they're doing this thing where even though they've barely hinted at it so far, that Kyle's already in love with her because he's kind of idolized her, um, because because it showed that he, he dropped the photo. Um, and I, I love that John like sees that like John sees the photo drop out and this is when he's still supposed to be normal John Connor and he just kind of smiles and I'm like I don't know if, if I was me and I'm like oh my dad's got a creepy photo of my mom <laughs> like I don't know if I, I don't want to know I don't want to know <laughs> I wish I didn't know this nope um but like he it's the bonding scene where he kind of like catches this glimpse of the shadow like you see on the wall of her being naked and he's like oh Sarah Connor naked <laughs> my my whole life's been building to this my whole life you would uh, think you'd be like okay you go out first uh i just need a couple more minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah again you can see the power diversion of the scene when they're standing there naked her looking down and being like really and he's like what <laughs> you're naked <laughs> i'm sorry you're a fine looking woman i can't help it i swear i'm taking this very seriously right now <laughs> which would make it very awkward when she has to hug him uh once it starts because it gets really intense and it's like oh we have to hold on to each other yeah it's basically just a way to force them into an intimate situation to try and like speed along the the connection the romance right yeah yeah because if yeah, you hold... i guess because they've taken out all the scenes from the first movie that you know would lead to that romance mm-hmm. yes uh the way Aww. that he kind of inspires her to be stronger and kind of like shows her what she can be yeah all, all that's you know building yeah. all that's gone all that's going <laughs> uh, and as you know if you hold someone naked you immediately have to fall in love with them um because well that's... yeah that is that is the rules of nature <laughs> <laughs> they show up in 2017 on a highway uh in front of some cars and they're butt ass naked and the cars are swerving out the way and they're, they're mad at them and i feel like they wanted to have some fun with the, the the orb because we saw in the previous movies of course that the orb cuts into things so there's like a car that drives through the side of the orb so the entire side of the car gets cut and you see like the, all the, the red lines or the edges of the metal where uh yeah look cool yeah that was that was a decent enough idea and they're kind of pissed yeah. that arnold's not there he's he of course is actually just stuck in traffic he's down in the the, the underpass looking up at them because they're in san francisco at this point yeah, it is California. <laughs> yeah, and he's just looking up at him. He's like, "Damn, I'm late." <laughs> and of course, he says, "Bite me," because we have to do the thing where he repeats the line that Amelia Clark said to him, because uh, she said, "Bite me" before. 
Um, yeah, I. Um, <clears throat> Kyle Reese gets hit by a car. <laughs> he does. Yes. Uh, on a highway, and uh, is totally fine. After that scene, really run me the wrong way like he, he's literally butt ass <laughs> naked and he's not even got a scratch on him after being hit by a car being hit by a car on the highway and yeah it goes flying and holds on to sarah connor so to protect her so he takes the brunt of the fall and yeah there's no scratch no scrapes no bruising you know broken bones no shattered skull with brains <laughs> hanging out. Um, is he a Terminator? <laughs> he may be. Hell, even Sarah in this scene, like, even if he takes the initial hit, I feel like it would still kill her too. Yep. <laughs> I- I'm fairly certain they should both be dead, but whatever. They get taken to the so, hospital. bizarre choice. Oh, yeah, they get taken to the hospital by police. J.K. Simmons shows up. He's the older version of the cop from 1984. And it's like whatever, and he's like he's been investigating this for thirty years. He's like, oh, I got I saw the security footage from the highway. Like this is the guy I saw him in 1984. This is the guy I want to speak to him. And the other cops just kind of make fun of him, uh, and think he's like he's a nut job. And you know, again, we have this scene where the police come in and question them, and they've been checked out. They're in like scrubs now in the hospital, and like. They just bicker each other this entire scene, and don't get me wrong, they, they, they kind of try to play it as no, it's, it's a tactic to like, so they start fighting, so they, they'll they'll drop some instruments so that they can get some lock picks to get out their, their handcuffs. But the entire scene, just like this, is not Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese. This is no, this is going for the your romantic comedy nonsense where you you know cracking it, jokes about things. It doesn't doesn't work. It does not. They they just feel too. Peppy? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm looking for. They're too upbeat. They, they feel like they belong in a Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah. They're quippy. Yeah, they're quippy. A Terminator character should not I don't be want quippy. Quippy Sarah Connor and quippy Kyle Reese. I want paranoid, um, twitchy, <laughs> <laughs> hardened, battle hardened badasses. Yes, instead of this wet potato that they're telling me is an actor. <laughs> I heard he's really good in Rome or or Spartacus, one of those shows I haven't seen. Probably because he's like half naked and doesn't have any lines. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He's just know. He's, he's anyway. So they they they, they get out their their handcuffs, uh, but of course, in walks John Connor in a suit to like get them out, and they're like, what? John and then you know Ooh. and he, he he hugs Kyle and then Sarah hugs him and she's like wait a minute what if you're not really John Connor like the T1000 can mimic people and like yeah because you know what he looks like <laughs> and, yeah right <laughs> uh, look at him he looks exactly like me <laughs> <laughs> and he's like uh oh no, no she's right she's right i should prove it and she he gives some information and this is really for us to know that he really is john connor even though we you know we're going to find out in a minute that he's like a terminator as well um which by the way they, they get out of the uh the the building and they're in the, the, the parking lot and john connor just says um he just calls him dad at one point 
and he's like what you didn't tell him and i'm like wait you were with him for like a decade in the future and you You don't accidentally call him dad i know like (laughs) you you were with him for a decade in the future and you never once slipped and accidentally called him dad yet you're in this time period for like 30 seconds and you just drop the d word what the hell uh no you don't even call your mom mom yeah you were calling her sarah connor like the whole time in the future and everyone knows that's your mom i laughed so hard when that happened like this is fucking ridiculous i bleep you you. god damn it tara i'm not gonna remember to youtube better not pick that up um so god damn potty mouth americans might be half water half gin (laughs) is it be honest be honest is it gin booze uh, yeah it's leftover from yesterday when i was watching genesis i never <laughs> finished it <laughs> i'm not a very good drinker oh perfect perfect uh so i want to give you one of the two good uh jk simmons lines so arnold shows up at the hospital and he ends up like smashing a guy's face in the 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 monitor room uh where all the cameras you know the feeds are going to and jk simmons afterwards comes into the you know after he sees um like arnold like fighting uh John Connor, which happens in a minute, um, you know, smash him at the prep Pepsi machine and everything. He comes out of this like surveillance room. He's like, I need information, and he comes in, uh, and you know the guy's knocked out and the, the screens are all smashed. And he just says he has the most ridiculous but most wonderful line in the movie where he goes, "Goddamn machines from the or goddamn robots from the future covering their tracks," and he just walks out. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, Simmons, you you are a gem for selling that line as well as you did because. He's- it's silly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess he's he's great in um, Spider Man in like a comedic role, but it is fun to see J.K. Simmons play someone so different from what he normally plays because he's a great actor, and I always want to be intimidated when I see him. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's he is funny in this, and he sells the character well, but he's um, sort of kind of wasted like as a character though after this section you'll you'll see him once more when they're in the police station if i'll just give you the other line just now is uh when he's when he decides to help sarah connor and that he's like breaking her out he's like he's like i need like a good reason to like really go through with this and like you know break my oath as a cop and uh like unhandcuff you and you know can you give me something and she just says we're trying to stop the end of the world and he's like i can go with that (laughs) yeah yeah his delivery just makes it work but after that he's just forgotten he he only exists to get them out of a jam uh later on the Mm -hmm. film that is the entire point of his character which is a shame uh because he's jk simmons it's a waste he should have he should have been he should have been the make iron side of uh salvation he should have been in that role (laughs) (laughs) yeah he should have been. He should have been throwing chairs at John Connor uh, every time he didn't kill a Terminator. <laughs> anyway, so Arnold shows up and immediately shoots John Connor, and every, and you know Kyle's like, "See, I told you, he's evil. He's evil. He's a Terminator." And Sarah's like, "No, wait a minute." And of course, John Connor gets back up. John Connor is like a nanobot Terminator. Like he's not liquid metal. He's got like a skeleton, but he's got nanobots over the top. What? So he's got this kind of That's weird. That's what the heat did from the hand of uh, the Doctor Who guy. Yeah, he's got like this weird kind of like black skeleton, 
and then he's got like the nanobots over the top of it um and he's like yeah skynet changed me and skynet has to exist i've been here for a few years making sure that everything goes to plan um and obviously this is the scene where they explain the whole i can kill you bollocks uh but he he you know eventually they start fighting and you know he wants them to join his side i'm like why would they want to do that why would they want to side with 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 skynet and evil john connor which can i just i even just on on its face value i hate evil john connor like this is the most stupid bullshit twist that this franchise could have pulled it that this is the this is the moment where the movie goes from just being really bad to being absolute garbage is this idea yeah i mean i guess i i don't really understand it because like Okay, John Connor as a character is somebody we know and somebody we care about. But in this movie, we see him as kind of uh, just bro-y guy. <laughs> like, he's important to Kyle Reese. He's not really that important to Sarah Connor at this time. I, I, I guess he's important because she knows that he's going to be his son in the future. But it's not, they have no relationship yet. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a confusing choice and I don't, I don't like it. Like if you want to set him up to be somebody who's taken over by Skynet eventually and works for Skynet, maybe make that part two of your trilogy, not part one. Because mm. we still need to get to know this John Connor, which we don't really. Yeah, th- this movie takes it for granted that we care about everything. And so it doesn't matter that you're a sequel. You have to still earn it. You still have to earn, especially since it's new car- new actors in almost all the roles. Like you know, Arnold's yeah. the only one, and even he's like a new character technically because he's not he's not Terminator Two Arnold. He's not Terminator One Arnold. He's he's this new Arnold that's been sent back to when Sarah Connor was nine years old. Mim- yeah. Oh, I, actually, we forgot to mention earlier on before the T one thousand got killed, it mimics uh, Kyle Reese, and Sarah doesn't know which one's real, and she just takes a shot at one of them <laughs> to see if it's the T one thousand. Like, I don't think the comedy in this movie is good, but I do like the idea of this joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think yeah. he's, I don't think these actors sell it. I mean, like... it's kind of ripped off from Star Trek Six, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of killer reference I wait for, Tara. Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, so yeah, Terminator and. Uh, John Connor fight. They eventually get away from him by using the uh, the big uh, MRI machine, the big mag- you know the magnets in that to hold him back. Uh, mm-hmm. Which you know is whatever is fine. There's an effect. I mean, it's metal's one weakness. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alright. It's a it's not a bad looking scene. Yeah, yeah, and they drive off. They go to like, their base, which they've been setting up for a while, and or Arnold's been setting up since you know they they, they went through time, and he, he's got like an arsenal, you know. But we find out he's been keeping the the drawings that Sarah did as a little girl of him, uh, implying yeah. that maybe he cares. Um, and they even have Kyle kind of bond with him a little bit because, like, you know, in the first part of the movie, he he kept saying, "Oh, why is he old? I've never seen an old Terminator," and he's like, "I'm old, not obsolete." And then in the in this present day section, at one point his hand starts malfunctioning, and he has to kind of hit it, and he looks up at because they're kind of and this is this is the part I didn't like before this moment in this scene, um, 
basically it's a pissing contest where the Terminator and uh, and Kyle are like they're they're putting uh, bullets in the, the the clips right that's what they're doing and they're just doing yeah. tons and tons of clips and they start racing and like Arnold's looking at him like oh I can beat you young man and I'm like why does the Terminator have a have an ego why why does he have a, a dick measuring contest I think contest? they're trying to go for like this is like you know dad meeting his daughter's new boyfriend or something and trying to measure him up i think it's kind of it like doesn't work that but yeah it's not supposed to be that way yeah. and arnold knows better arnold should know better arnold does know better i, I think i think he's too busy getting paid and being old to <laughs> fight or fight fight them on it. Money. um because arnold needed another paycheck in 2015 i'm sure he was doing just fine at that point <laughs> he had like what eight years of governor salary <laughs> i don't know how much a governor gets paid in Italy, but i imagine it's reasonable um but I he so i mean they pay a lot of money to stay governor so that's true um so he um he starts malfunctioning and like kale says oh or sorry arnold says i'm old and then kale says but not obsolete and it's like oh is he starting to accept him he's starting to accept that he, he can trust him maybe respect knuckles yeah that's what it kind of felt <laughs> like um and i mean even all the other Super bickering, bro-y. he's just broy kyle reese i don't even remember what scene it was it may have been in the hospital but there's like a one point where sarah's like and for the record it didn't mean anything when we we're standing naked together you know when i when i held you it was just really scary okay it didn't mean anything i'm like why is sarah such an annoying little <laughs> you want to use it <laughs> no I, I, i'm not gonna use it i'm not gonna use it i'm gonna be classy I'm gonna be classy <laughs> and not 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 use the B word, but it. it no, I was thinking it though. No, I was thinking it. Yeah. It. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of furthers the divide of why these two shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh. Of course, we see. Uh, John Connor's actually been working with Cyberdyne, and they actually have Danny Dyson. Uh, the kid from Miles Dyson from T2 is the why uh, he's in charge now. <laughs> Just so we can have a Dyson. Yeah, his dad's his dad's retired and he's the head of Cyberdyne, and I mean, okay, I'm not gonna lie, I did kind of chuckle at a little joke they have here. Uh, I mean, obviously the the ethics of building a time machine for a company is so weird. Like you know, like what do you plan on doing with it? But I did kind of like the. Uh, the thing is like what are we building a time machine and what you know what you know when are we building it that's not relevant i was like okay that was mildly amusing that was mildly amusing (laughs) (laughs) um it doesn't really belong in a terminator movie but it was mildly amusing um so we see that and then john connor shows up at the base because he knows where they are and we get um them for some reason they've got access to a school bus I don't, <laughs> I don't know. yeah there's just like three school buses all parked in a row like why how i don't understand um and this is an action scene that plays out and like arnold's like flying onto the, the cars and he's having to hold up the school bus at one point like superman um and they, they, they do manage to drop john connor in the ocean so they they get away yeah it's like the the lost world scene where um 
they're hanging over the edge in a bus and they have to climb up the bus to get out. And then all of a sudden the bus is falling down around them and then it watches them fall yeah, behind into the water where yeah. I mean, it should be a really awesome action scene, but it is so boring. <laughs> yeah. Although the difference here is instead of uh, a Terminator holding up the, I think it was trailers in the Lost World, it was that one guy who was about to die who like got the wench out and like put it around a tree <laughs> to buy them time. Yeah. The power of a tree. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets eaten by T Rexes. Gets split. I like that. I liked Eddie. <laughs> yeah, why couldn't it have been Vince Vaughn that died? I mean, what the hell? Yeah, nobody cares about him. And he, also, he talks too fast. How 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 have we referenced both Jurassic Park three and Lost World in the same review? <laughs> I don't know. This is your fault. It was you it was you in both occasions as well, might I add. I mean, to be fair, I'm always thinking about dinosaurs, so that could be it. <laughs> Who doesn't? I mean, dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, John. Hello, John. <laughs> Hello, John. Nailed it. I really hate that man. So, <laughs> uh, they get arrested because basically they're all they're like at a confrontation with the police. And Kyle's like, there's not enough time for him to wound everyone before they kill us. <laughs> so, and again, it's one of those weird things where, like, Arnold, like, he doesn't kill people. And okay, Sarah's been teaching him that. That one kind of works. But the first time, uh, see when, he, when they put down the first Terminator and Sarah shoots him and she's looking through the scope, he gives the thumbs up and I'm like, oh, you're just doing that because of T2. Like, this is just a callback to T2. And then, like we said, the fake smile thing happens a couple of times, the worst of which is coming up here because the bad boys theme starts playing as they're taken to the police station and we get like, them in front of the uh, the lineup. You know, so background. gross. And it's like Arnold doing the fake smile. Uh, this is where it shows how small Amelia Clark is because she's barely in the in the shot. She's just at the bottom like a little child. Um, yeah. If anything, they actually go further with it than like she actually is. It's like no, no, kneel down. Look, make it even look more ridiculous. And I think she really is just that small. Mm. She's like five three or something. So silly. Um, you know, I, I do like the idea of like cops trying to interrogate a Terminator, but here's something I have to question. I have to question something here. Is in Terminator Two, they get one glimpse of Arnold walking around at a mall, and they're all like, "That's the guy who killed like this many people at a police station." And oh wait, no, I've just thought of it in my head. Technically, that didn't happen in this timeline because they stopped him before he did that. Okay, never mind. I was I was going to critique it and say, "Well, why aren't they saying this is the guy who did the mass shooting at the police station?" But that technically never happened. Never mind. Never mind. I I take it back. Yeah. I I hate the Bad Boys music in here. Of course. It reminded me of that scene from uh, It Chapter 2 where all of a sudden there's just this song that plays <laughs> and it's meant to play for laughs and you're just like, what am I watching? Why is this here? <laughs> and this is like, this is like going into the third act as well. This isn't even like early in the movie. This is like getting into the end game. You know, this is before... Cause, yeah. Because the, the whole plan is to go to Cyberdyne and blow it up, which again... That was kind of the end of the T2. We kind of did this already. Um, but of course, it's like all these fancy buildings. We see that they're actually already making the liquid metal, although it's not got CPUs yet, so it's not like alive or anything like that. Um, and like, okay, whatever. So again, like, it feels like a combination of Cyberdyne, 
from T2 because of what the plan is, but also the final stuff in T3, you know, when they go to save her dad, and it's like all, all the prototypes of like the flying Terminators and stuff are around, and like, I don't know. Especially since I always got the impression in T1 and 2 that the Terminators in the future were designed by Skynet. And for some reason, like, Terminator 3 and Genesis are determined to tell us, no, the humans, you know, built all these things first. And Skynet just yeah. uses them. I... Not necessary. Yeah. I mean, you kind of get the idea that they are being built in T2 because Dyson has the arm. And maybe he's working from that. He gets the idea he can build the Terminator from the arm. Sure, okay. I could see that. But the, but that's all we get. We don't actually get any like, other kind of confirmation about it. No, we get nothing. Uh, you know, they get out of the police station because uh, J.K. Simmons lets them out. And they are, like, they get a helicopter. There's a helicopter chase because John Connor's in another helicopter and this just looks bad. Like, you know, Arnold's I'll be back moment is him jumping out of the helicopter and just going head first into the other one. And it just, it feels like such a goofy moment to me. And despite yeah. the fact that he does this big sacrifice moment to do this, John Connor gets out of his helicopter okay and actually gets to Cyberdyne first. He arrives before the others do. <laughs> yeah. And it's also just another reason for him to have the, oh, maybe that's not his part. Where does he walk out in the from the fire and he's on fire? Oh, that was like before that. Body is like that was before the uh, the school bus because that because they blew up the building that they were in and he okay, walked out of yeah. that on fire. Yeah, that was that. So the, it's just a recreation of the T two scene where the liquid metal comes out of the burning truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay, we yeah. get it. And of course, when we go into Cyberdyne, they're not with Arnold at first. Arnold's kind of like. You know, he's, he's, he crash-landed somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, they go in, and we start getting holograms popping up of, like... like So, throughout the movie, we've been seeing these ads for, like, Genesis in the background, and it's, like, this kid, like, mm-hmm. talking in the background. Like, this sort of, like, almost, like, ghost of a kid in this, like, background of the, the ad. It's super creepy. Ghost it's, is the right word. <laughs> it's, it's very creepy. and It doesn't seem like a good marketing strategy. But we get this kid popping up and talking as if it's Skynet. Like, you can't stop me. And why, oh, why does Skynet have information from the future? I mean, I guess John Connor told him stuff. But he seems to have all the memories. Like, when he talks about, like, you know, taking John Connor over, he talks about it as if he's the one who did that, as if Skynet did this and remembers doing it. It's weird. Uh, but, you know, it, it keeps changing, and then eventually, you know, it keeps getting older. And by the time, like, you know, it's almost the launch of this Genesis program that's going to, like, you know, activate Skynet yeah. worldwide. As it's evolving, it's getting an older version of the of itself, which is stupid. Stupid. Yes. There's no reason <laughs> why it would have like a visual representation of it getting older. But eventually it's Matt Smith. Eventually we see Matt Smith. Uh they keep yeah. just sh- Yeah, and then we all go, Oh, that's why they casted him. Mm. <laughs> They they just keep shooting the uh the the the, the projectors like uh, there's like a whole section of this final part of the movie where they just keep shooting projectors because they're annoyed by this hologram, uh, yeah because there's nothing to actually fight them back until John until John Connor shows up again, uh, but yeah so a part of this this whole ending is just kind of blurs in my head like they're just running around and there's fighting with John Connor and he has Sarah Connor at one point and he's he's going to kill her but. Uh, Arnold can't like kill Sarah Connor by like detonating the the bombs, so 
um, because he because his, his mission is to protect her, so he can't kill her. But it's also the only thing that's stopping him from releasing the bombs and destroying Skynet. So even John Connor can't kill Sarah Connor in this this moment. Um, it's kind of a whole weird thing, but uh, it turns into a fight between them two where they kind of like all team up to get him into the the time travel as Tara swigs more gin, um, into the time disruptor. <laughs> not as much as this movie uh, <laughs> and basically arnold has to hold him in there and you know sarah connor's like screaming like no no uh, pops because she calls him pops we don't even mention that like pops pops oh yeah so i don't like it yeah um <laughs> but he he he's holds him in long enough he actually gets like kicked out of the the bubble eventually and it still kills john connor um, but he lands in the liquid metal, and as soon as you see his head like go in, into the liquid metal, you're like, "Oh no, what crazy fan film bullshit are they going to pull on us here?" And sure enough, they do the fake out. So after the explosion, they they have survived in a room down below, um, and uh, the door rips open, but it's it's like the T one thousand like arm that comes in and like rips out the door, but it's Arnold. And they're like, I th- we thought you were dead. He's like, only upgraded. <laughs> and that's why the T-1000 thing at the start of the movie where it brings back the Terminators there to justify why Arnold's like torso and head get into liquid metal, turns him into essentially a T-1000 with maybe just his head and torso still there. I, I guess <laughs> I, I I despise this. I I I don't think I groaned like I I mean I hated the John Connor stuff. I really do. But this was just such fan service bullshit. This was like oh wouldn't it be? That's, you can just see two idiots in a room going wouldn't it be cool if Arnold became a T one thousand and he was like a super Terminator? Yeah, and I, I'm glad you brought up the pops thing too because I just <laughs> this is so far from the Sarah Connor that I really really love because she's like <laughs> calling him pops is just can you imagine linda hamilton saying that i mean no. no and i understand the circumstances are different like she he took care of her when she was seven all the way through now and her parents are dead in this world and he's like her father figure but it's just it's it's too much to take for someone who already knows this character. I'm gonna go kill my cat. Yeah, that's that's fine. Terminate him. <laughs> no, like in obviously we see young Kale Reese at one point. They actually bring Kale Reese in, the young Kale Reese, to identify, see if they, if he recognizes the older Kale Reese because his uh, fingerprints or whatever are showing up. Uh, why they why they have um, this kid's fingerprints on the system? I don't know. Um, or, or actually, no, they tell us. Maybe the kids like a. Uh... I don't know. Has sticky fingers. No, he got into a fight in an arcade or something like that. They actually they do tell us. They they explain it at one point. He had like a minor oh. like running with the police because of a of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the system. All right. Um, would it actually match though? Are they not a different size? Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it just enlarges them to match. I guess. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Just a thought. I I, I don't know the ins and outs. Um, so. Yeah, that's them. They survived, and I have to complain a lot about the final scene because the final scene to me is so insanely stupid that I can't even begin to comprehend. They go to Kelrissy's house, right, his family home that he's living with his parents, and they go here because Sarah Connor has to give him or 
actually no, it's just Kyle. She goes up and talks to him first because he likes her. Because uh, he's already got a crush on her, apparently. Uh, but he's like, no, I need you to like have a message. To, you need to remember this, right? Basically, this is him telling his younger self to remember the information about going to 2017 and how he stopped the Genesis, how he stopped Skynet. There's a problem with this, though. They stopped it from happening. They've stopped Judgment Day. None of this is going to happen now. <laughs> what? What nonsense is this? <laughs> I'm... I don't know. I can't explain this time travel. I I can spoil that this will not be making my my list of top time travel <laughs> explanations. This makes no sense. The writers have no idea what they're doing with this time travel. They don't even have a clue. And isn't it weird that this one ends with them actually stopping Judgment Day? And it's not like, oh, Judgment Day will still... Because like, it's clearly might have more sequels because they, hope they have the old Arnold mystery. And they have him, like, you know, watching them as they make out, and it's kind of... And obviously the kiss is meaningless and feels forced and doesn't work at all. Um, nope. But, like, they ride off into the sunset, and it's like the future is not set. And I'm like, I know you want sequels. Because there's a mid credit scene. Did you watch the mid credit scene? No, I turned it off. <laughs> I knew there was a mid credit scene, because I was watching this on Netflix. Luckily, I did not have to rent this one, because Netflix uh, saved the day. But... Um, do you know Netflix when it when it finishes uh, it gets the credits it always like shrinks and gives you like oh ne- watch uh-huh. this next or whatever it only doesn't do that when there's another scene coming later you know because like, as the credits kept playing I'm like wait oh. a minute the credits aren't shrinking that usually means there's a major post credit scene so I let them play as I was looking at Twitter or whatever and sure enough all it is is that the wreckage of the time displacement field is there and you just see the hologram of Matt Smith kind of like stand up sort of in the foreground looking at it to imply that Skynet is not dead. Like Skynet still exists and can still somehow survive and exit, you know, do whatever. Okay, but like so Skynet is a program, not mm-hmm. a building. Mm-hmm. So is he just as powerful than he than he as he usually was then? As he well, was before? Well, no, I think the idea is that he's he's a program that was going to be sent out to everyone at this time. Although that doesn't change the fact that people have to download it before it becomes active, so it doesn't really add up from a logical point of view. But um, I think the idea is that he is just in this building right now, and he was going to be spread to everyone at Genesis's launch. But that didn't happen, <laughs> because they blew up the building. Right, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Don't you just love this piece of shit? I I think this is worse than three. I really do. Um, uh, it's got a lot of problems. I mean, three is just a gross movie. It's th- gross. It's th- because it takes the Terminator franchise and it just says, "Let's make fun of it and make fun of all of its fans." No, and- that, that that is completely fair. But here's the one thing Terminator Three has over this movie, is that it's coherent. Is that it on some level A to B to C makes some sense? You know, it flows. Yeah. well enough even if it's not good this movie there are entire gaping plot holes in the time travel stuff um so many of the moments are just retreads i mean it's don't get me wrong we complained in terminator 3 about them just repeating things from terminator 2 but this movie even more so like even on the nose even <laughs> how it repeats stuff from the previous just, movies yeah just recreate it <laughs> literally remake some of the scenes from the original movie um you know it's 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 uh yeah i don't even i this this movie is like it is this movie this this franchise's 
like Batman and Robin, or it's Batman v Superman. <laughs> I love how I have two examples to pick from that. Um, uh, <laughs> Batman and Robin may be the better comparison, not just because Arnold's in that, but just because it's so stupid. Um, I think Batman and Robin is is uh, Terminator more, Three. It's more watchable because that feels like a Schumacher film when you watch it. All right, so this is this is Batman v Superman. Okay, I like the way you're thinking. This is your Batman v Superman. Big ideas. Um, but a <laughs> but a muddled mess in execution. But no idea how to execute and, anything. Yes, yeah. and glaring or uh, glaring miscast. <laughs> oh yeah, don't remind me of Lex Luthor. I don't want to talk about uh, <laughs> about Eisenberg <laughs> and his jar of piss. Oh. <laughs> Absolute madness. I I cannot even. I this movie made me angry. This is one of these movies where I, I left the theater and I was just like. I couldn't believe the mess that they like made of Terminator, and that it was worse than the other sequels that I didn't like. Uh, so, if Dark Fate has anything going for it, is that the bar is so low? So low. <laughs> so low. Yeah. The like. Yeah, we're probably gonna like it just because it, it has to be better than this, right? <laughs> it has to be. It has to be better. Than I like this. Dark Fate can come out as a like a six out of ten and be easily the best sequel after two. Yep. It it can do that. Um, and not that that won't still be disappointing because I mean I want to enjoy it, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, I want this to. Me too. I I want just some closure i don't want a trilogy i just want closure the, oh you know they're going to have an open-ended thing setting up i the second want one. no i want i wanted to close this whole mess and say those other films didn't matter they're they're fun what if stories <laughs> and here it is here's the final the final piece it's done no more and it's, we did it right. It's the and start we did of a, it justice. Tara, it's the start You're of a trilogy. Yeah, you'll probably get a mid-credits scene. You'll probably get, like, I don't know, old age Robert Patrick, like, forming out of liquid metal or something. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> or Michael Bean. Oh, oh, God, what's that moment uh, in this where it's in, it's in the, the, the bus chase scene where Arnold's face goes through a window and he's like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nice to see you. Get nice, out. Nice to see you. Get out. Like, oh my god. This movie's garbage. Yeah. This this movie is straight up garbage. And there's, you know, outside of one or two things I mildly like the idea of, or one or two silly jokes. And to be fair, though, even the jokes that kind of amuse me, like the J.K. Simmons lines, um, they don't belong in a Terminator movie. Like, I can appreciate the, the humor on its own, but. They do not belong in this movie. And then all the other humor doesn't work at all. It's out of place. Isn't funny. No. Tara just downed a, downed a drink, for the record. Uh, <laughs> it's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> That's what the movie did to you. Oh, dear. So, yep. I guess we're at the uh, the fateful point in this where we're going to rate this some bitch. So. Okay, I guess I'll go first, as per usual. I'm sorry, would you like me to um, go first? No, it's my show. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> Look at me. 
See, I'm the captain now. We, we are literally the podcast version of Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor. I started off all confident and you were too nervous. And look at you now, you're taking over and you're like, I'm the one in charge. I'm the badass. I'm the captain now. <laughs> On your feet, soldier. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I uh, don't like this movie. It is, it is boring. It is messy. Um, it is. Uh, it, it seems to want to play like homage to the great films of the franchise, but it totally whiffs on the characters. Everyone, everyone, everybody is miscast in this film. <laughs> Nobody is playing the right part. Um, all the lines are wrong. Uh, the, these are characters that we know and already, and everything sounds like it's being spoken by somebody else. I don't, I don't like this movie. Um, it is about on par with Terminator Three. I don't remember what exactly what I rated that movie, but I think I'm going to give this one a three. Uh, I think you give that a three as well. Well, for me, I mean, you said something there that really speaks to me. You said it wants to like emulate mm-hmm. like all these these you know the, these great films. I would go one step further and use the phrase "greatest hits." It wants to be a greatest hits of moments from T one and T two, and it does it without any of the heart, any of the soul, any of the atmosphere or the drive or the momentum that that those films have. It just doesn't have those things. And like you say, the characters are all miscast. Uh, or just downright bad actors. Even Arnold somehow mm-hmm. feels miscast, which is weird because he's played a Terminator. <laughs> but he does. He somehow feels miscast. And the, the, the thing is a mess. It doesn't look visually interesting. The editing's all over the place. It is the definition of a messy modern film that has no passion behind it. There's no like artistic like idea that is, like, this is what this movie is. This is what we're excited about. Um... I'm being distracted because Foxy's been all cute on on the other end of the camera. What's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? She's crying. So my What's rating, the if I'm not interrupted by Foxy, <laughs> sorry. My, my rating um, is honestly two out of ten. <laughs> wow. So you're saying that this is captive state level bad. <laughs> I think I rated captive state higher than this. <laughs> I think you did too. <laughs> I think I rated it a two. That's my lowest one so far. And I'll, I'll stand by that. I, th- I think captive state is a better film than Terminator Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> I'll state my reputation on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, I think everything I've said as well is like, is true on an objective enough level, but you add in the subjectivity of already caring about the franchise and being attached to all this stuff, yeah. and you have that extra yeah. anger level that just makes it even, even more, well, infuriating. <laughs> so, come on, dark fate. <laughs> come on, dark fate. Don't don't be a, don't don't be a dark fart. Be a dark fate. <laughs> oh, dark fart. That's what I'm going to call it. See if it's bad. It's going to be Terminator Dark Fart. <laughs> that's dumb I I didn't mean to laugh at that that was stupid this is what happens when you've had one drink is you're laughing at my dumb jokes and it's amazing <laughs> you should have one drink at the start of every review we ever do <laughs> alright oh boy um, but I guess that wraps up I guess that wraps up Genesis uh, we've done yeah. it we, we did all five current Terminator movies 
Um, which is we sure did. Which is cool. And it does kind of make me say, hey, we should do another franchise at some point soon. You know, start one off and start chipping away at it. Maybe not as quickly as this one was. We did talk a lot about the Jurassic Park movies. We did, although we are, do have a time travel theme and there's a certain trilogy. Uh, yeah, I, I guess know. so. Yeah. Good enough reason to say any. I assume that's the one you're talking about. Yes, that's, that is the one, yes. Uh, they found me, Marty. I don't know how, but they found me. Who? The Libyans! Um, I love that line. <laughs> he goes so high fetch. He's so high fetch. It's great. Uh, I just saw Christopher Lloyd in another movie, actually, from like 2016. Uh, he played this oh, creepy... Oh, he's still acting? Yeah, he played this creepy neighbor who may or may not have been a serial killer. Uh, and the movie's about these, this this teenager who's trying to like follow him and figure out if he is. Uh it was a decent little movie. It's called I Am Not a Serial Killer. If you want to see like a recent Christopher Lloyd uh, movie, um, you can do do much worse than that, I think. Uh, but Is it going to be part of your um, 31 Days of Scream or whatever Octoberthon? Oh, no. This was something I watched just for my own October viewing. Um, what? But yeah, I know. I mean, by the time do you watch this... movies when they're not for review? <laughs> not super often but i mean i have been doing it recently <laughs> i've been in a, a movie mood um at least for this month maybe, maybe in november i'll go back to doing something else i'll play some games or read some comics but i've watched a lot of movies recently uh which is good movies are great there's a reason why we talk about them on the internet it's true i love movies, movies are when good. i didn't have a job for like 30 days i watched like three movies a day <laughs> <laughs> And that is why you're qualified for this show. Uh, this has been episode, I want to say, 28 of the Atomic Cinema Experiment. Well, oh, no, it's not been now, because we recorded like another one since, yeah. This is 29 or 30. We're in the 29 or 30 range now. Oh, well. Well. I know. <laughs> Look at us go. Um, I have to do something special for 50, maybe. I don't know. Do, uh, yeah, maybe. Well, fifty will be close to the one year mark. That's true. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be during. And we hard. are going to do. Um, I think for the one year we want to do the remake of the day the Earth did still oh. <laughs> to celebrate the. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that is uh, Terminator Genesis. I am pleased to get to the end. I'm looking forward to Dark Fate. Uh, cautiously, cautiously Me looking too. forward to Dark Fate. Me uh, too. We've been burned before too many times. Three times specifically. Uh, three times in a row so uh you can of course let us know what you think of terminator genesis nz comments below uh you can like and subscribe and you can ding that bell on youtube to make sure you get the notifications because uh we we post enough content that youtube doesn't always actually send out notifications for everything to the subscribers so if you want to make sure you get notifications uh ring the bell and uh of course you can rate us on the podcast app you use apple podcast being the most common one give us five stars on there it helps us out a lot uh, it spreads us out a little bit more it means apple recommends more to other people uh, listening to other shows uh, so please do that and uh that's a good good idea uh tara did also tell you about patreon earlier on the show so i'll just remind you that patreon exists get some bonuses and uh i'm sure by now we might have had another exclusive episode up i don't even think we'll have to say what it is yet i think we're going to talk about that in like a minute as soon as we hang up or well, not hang up but hit the, the record stop button that's what we do uh tara promote other content we do i've been talking for a long time <laughs> 
Yeah, you can, uh, if you like science fiction, we like, uh, we've been doing the this Twilight Zone review, so <laughs> maybe one drink is too, is too many. <laughs> yeah, you proper slumped that. We've been doing the Twilight Zone reviews. <laughs> you check those out. Um, also, you and Connor have been going through the Star Trek shows, and you're on season two of Next Generation, so you should check those yep. out, because Star Trek is the king of all television, and it's science fiction, so it's great. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's not, you guys it... do a fine job reviewing them. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're almost making me not want to do what I was about to do, but mm. I'm going to do it anyway, because I've not done it yet. Yeah, Star Trek's great, but it's not as good as the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That is so lame. That <laughs> I know. That shouldn't count. It wasn't a good one. I know. I know. I never had a chance. I just yeah. I realized I hadn't done it yet. I got my Tasha Yar reference in. <laughs> I noticed. I know she did. Um, <laughs> yeah, go go check out the uh, the Star Trek. And me and Tara will be reviewing the Watchmen TV show, which actually, by the time this goes up, might have already just started or just right about mm. to start. Um, so you can you can see, you know, me and Tara talk about Watchmen, and Tara will be like, Rorschach was showed up, and that was, that was some nah. mm, Rorschach. <laughs> that was a man to this. Rorschach said a funny word. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i can't wait to hear the yum yum at the end of this one uh so that has been uh, the atomic cinema experiment thank you very much for watching or listening we love you loads uh keep watching sci-fi movies guys oh and next week i almost forgot i almost forget to tell you what's coming next week next week uh we will be doing the original time machine from the 1960s so back to time travel season yeah back to time travel season and we'll be doing that so uh that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. And Foxy's been too cute. Uh, we'll see you next time. Keep watching the sci-fi movies, guys. And computer at Salsa. Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs>